Our deepest desire is to know that we are worthy, worthy of loving and being loved. This podcast explores how to love, how to love fiercely, and how to be guided by the heart and trust in the most powerful energy in the universe, love. Our task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within ourselves that we have built against it. Welcome to What Would Love Do? Thanks for listening. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of What Would Love Do? I am your host, Yumi Nguyen. Now, wherever you are in the world, I hope you are having an absolutely gorgeous day. And if your heart is hurting, if it's heavy and there's a burden on it, I want you to know that this too shall pass, that you are not alone. And this is just part of the human experience. But I promise you, you are not alone and this suffering isn't unique and there's nothing wrong with you. Um, so welcome to episode 31. I Today's episode has been inspired by my beautiful friend who reminded me of something like you know, a mantra that I live by, which is don't ever let your heart harden, no matter how no matter what is happening, there's always a choice to either contract our heart or expand our heart. And this can be tough, especially, yeah, especially when we see things that are unjust and we and you know we are at the we are impacted by someone else's hurt. This is tough. So I wanted to explore that today. Like, how can you not let your heart harden when you know, you just really want to close up and protect that heart of yours. So um, I'm currently reading Jordan B. Peterson's book, 12 Rules of Life, and it is phenomenal. So if you're looking for a book to read, uh, pick up Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules of Life. Now, I know that there's controversy around, um, you know, there's some controversy around his teachings. I'm not really into that drama because you know, it just is what it is. I believe that there's people out there who are having the courage to share ideas. And it doesn't mean that we need to take on every single idea that, um, you know, if we don't agree with it or if it doesn't align in our heart, but just to have the courage to show up and share ideas to make the world a better place to live in. Um, I think that's the, the purest intent. And I think that's where a lot of people are coming from that place of pure intent, that place of putting something something out there in the world that makes the world a better place to live in and us as better human beings as well. So the mantra of don't let your heart harden, um, you know, my friend in, uh, she was talking about the shootings that happened recently in Christchurch and how, you know, impacted by it she was. And the thing with the world is like there are some crazy people who do bad things and yes people do bad things and they can be crazy and I truly believe that at their core they've just forgotten that they are love at their core at their being because they've been children once and I also believe that hurt people hurt other people so they have just allowed their anger and their wounds to dominate their actions. They lost the 
dominion over their thoughts and they they fall into I guess the veil that they are separate um and that's tough you know and this is just part of the human experience and I believe that maybe there's a gift in that as well and the gift is when we see that fear when we see that hurt we then take accountability for our own wounds and I love this quote where it said I think it's from Glenn uh, Glenn Doyle I can't yeah I think it, I'm pretty sure it's for her and I love it where she says you know your wounds may not be your fault but your healing the healing is your responsibility um so you know when we talk about suffering you know especially when it comes to world events like we might have the first instinct of going why is there so much suffering and cruelty and I don't understand but we do you see we do understand. We just don't want to face that part of our humanity, which is the, the part that that there is anger in us, that there is fury in us, that it comes from a different, you know, we might have one-tenth of the anger of someone else, but we've just chosen not to respond to that. And we have the, the I guess, the capacity to see beyond the anger and not act out from our emotions. And unfortunately, some people don't have that capacity. Unfortunately, you know, they've been hurt so much that um, that fear has seduced them, that anger has seduced them, that despair or the frustration has, has seduced them. And that is not to take away the responsibility or, to take away the accountability of their actions. But what there is is that we can always choose to see it from an empathetic place because hurt people hurt people. Um, and if anything, I believe that when we know this, we would then be even more inspired to take responsibility for how we see the world and look at our own wounds. So the reason why I mentioned uh, Jordan Peterson's book on 12 Rules of Life the antidote to chaos is because rule number six, so he's got these 12 rules um, that he has created that he believes could be, that could make you a better human being. And rule number six is so aligned in this where he talks about how, um, you know, he, talk, he, he mentions a, a story where he goes, by June 2016, unbelievable as it may seem, there had been 1,000 mass killings defined as four or more people shot in a single incident, excluding the shooter, in the US in 1,260 days. That's one such event on five of every six days or more than three years. And he goes, well, everyone says we don't understand. But then he's like, how can we still pretend that? Because we know that there's a part of us that is angry. We know that there's a part of us that's unhealed. And it's seeking liberation. It's seeking to be something else. And he will share So he's a psychologist and he was sharing about one of his clients where um, she didn't have good parents. Uh, her mother died very young. Her grandmother who raised her was bitter and overconcerned with appearances. She was mistreated. She was punished. But yet, um, you know, she rejected, he writes, she rejected the sins of her forefathers and such a thing can be done. And when we're ever going through such distress, right, there's a variety of interpretations on how we can respond to that. And it's in our control. Um, 
And the other thing that he was saying is, you know, there's always a way that we can see the world. And he goes, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. And that's not to say that we, you know, we don't involve ourselves in like the world affairs. But what it could be is like, well, what can I see that's that part of me? Uh, What is it showing about me to be able to move through the chaos that's happening in the world? Now, when we talk about opportunities for the heart hardening, hardening, right? There's so many very things that can trigger this, you know, world events such as shootings, the poverty, disruption in faith. Like there's this been this huge controversy about the Catholic Church and, you know, um, one of, yeah, Cardinal, so this is something that's happening in Australia. I think his name's Cardinal Pell has been, uh, has been found guilty for sexually assaulting children. That's crazy. That hurts, you know, and it's so easy to go down the path of wanting to contract our heart. Um, other things that can make your heart harden, you know, family, being really disappointed with not being able to receive support or receive love or constantly bickering and conflicts. Another thing that can make your heart harden is even heartbreak. You know, um, a loss of a loved one, uh, a broken relationship that you wanted so desperately to work, a miscarriage. It's so easy to, and, and what we find, what we focus on expands. You know, if we want to focus on how the world is a terrible place, how the world is unfair, how the world is not on our side, how we just can't find a break, how our heart keeps getting battered, we will continue to create those circumstances. We will continue to expand that that part of our psyche. And when we make the conscious choice to choose to live from love over fear, we are making the conscious choice to choose um, to direct our focus, right? And, uh, and we're choosing to direct our focus to the goodness, to the joy, to the purity that also lives in the world. And when we talk about that, like, you know, so one, I don't really watch the news. I, I, I know some might say, oh, but then you're not being aware of, I don't know, what's going on around the world, etc. I'm selective, right? So look, I do have Facebook. My Facebook is curated. So I'm reading articles about mindfulness and uh, reflection and self-awareness and science and psychology. So I don't really follow. <laughs> Sorry, friends. Look, I this isn't any reflection on our friendship. I just find Facebook an, an amazing way to curate articles that I want to read, right? So um, that's what I use Facebook for. And now and then, like, you know, you can see, so I follow uh, my mentors and teachers on there. And sometimes, you know, there's there's times that they actually share about the, what's happening on their world and they share their perspective. And it's an empowering perspective that they choose to share. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to learn from that. So if we are finding a way or a place to stand or a place in which to interpret what is happening in the world. Follow that of the people that we are inspired by. See their perspective. It doesn't mean that we take it on blindly, but take it on from a place of courage. Take it on from a place of an open heart. So let's see the goodness that's happening in the world. There are unnamed heroes that spend their weekends cleaning up the environment. You know, I see them at the beach. They 
they go off and pick other pick up people's other people's rubbish and they find so much joy in doing that there are people that organize shelters bedding or rescue for those that are in need those that have been impacted by domestic violence the homeless mental people who are suffering from mental health i mean you just need to go to the hospitals we live and i'm not saying that this is worldwide because i don't know what's happening worldwide but i know in australia there are people working overtime the nurses the doctors the surgeons i don't know what's going on in their family but they do the best of their ability to care to look after people that they don't even know, right? Um, and they could be having havoc at home. They could be having children that they're not seeing, being able to let go of their relationships. And I'm not talking about doing life from a selfless place, you know, or life from a real, like self-sacrifice place. I'm just wanting to bring attention to there is also goodness in the world. And, we, and if we focus on that, that can then expand. And, you know, it there's goodness in even the parents that are doing the best that they can just to be good parents, to raise great kids that can contribute to society where they're conscious of, you know, not repeating the wounds from the past. And they they forgive their parents and they know that their parents did the best that they can. And they go, you know what, we have a choice and an opportunity to do better. Now, uh, when my friend was mentioning um, about never let your heart harden and what she was dealing with was in terms of how to interpret the events of what there was a, a mass shooting in Christchurch. So in summary, I don't know the full details, but this is one extremist who went into um, into a few mosques, I think, and then started shooting. It was like a it was like a shooting game where he had a GoPro on his head and he just started shooting um, people who were practicing who were practicing Muslims. And I think there was about 44 people that died in that shooting. Now, there was a thought leader that shared about the article and she shared about an interview from one of the husbands where his life, his wife was shot dead. And the husband said this, the husband said, I, if I could, I would meet the shooter and give him a hug and I want to send him love and I want to send him forgiveness and I want to tell him that he is my brother. And I want him to know that if my wife was still alive, that she would forgive him too and that she would send him love too. Because it's so easy to meet hate and fear with hate and fear, but that's not how you dissolve it. That's not how, that's not what fear is asking for. Fear is seeking love. Fear is seeking redemption. So I invite that no matter what is happening, no matter what circumstance that you are facing, give yourself permission to choose to see it with love. That if someone else is hurting you, to meet their pain in to meet the pain in their heart with your empathy and compassion, because you know that their heart is hurting. Now it doesn't mean to be a doormat. It doesn't mean that you need to be nice. You, know, you need to meet yourself with love. You need to meet your heart with courage as well. So if someone's hurting you, you got to be clear on the boundaries. You can love someone and not need to condone that behavior. Okay, love does not mean condone. So if you're in any kind of circumstance that is compromising your sense of well-being, you can send that person love and say goodbye, okay, because you don't need to save them. What 
that this circumstance is calling for is an act of self-love and an act of compassion. You can be empathetic to another human being and you do not need to save them. No one needs saving. We are here on our own journey. Um, And so I know so many people that stay in relationships that are not great, but they feel like they can't leave because they need to save that other person. No, that's just... That's just hiding the responsibility or not facing the responsibility for you to do your own healing, for you to turn to love for yourself because it's so easy to go, okay, and, and distract yourself, right, and turn away from your wounds and trying to attend to someone else's wounds. But hey, guess what? No one can heal another's wound. It, like the, the healing process, the transformation process is really up to your own self, right? Um, As much as we want to heal another wound, it's not your responsibility to heal another wound. It is absolutely their journey. So do not take that away from them. So if someone's hurting you, you you can meet their pain, the pain in their heart with your heart, meet it with love, empathy, compassion, as well as courage and boldness. And it doesn't mean to be a doormat. It doesn't mean that you need to be nice because people do mean things and they're acting out of a place of hurt and you do not need to be subjected to that hurt and you can send that hurt love but you don't need to be there right and this is a learning journey um so the other thing that jordan peterson says is that if you are suffering and your suffering is unbearable and then you start to become corrupted by the fear he goes start small and start cleaning up your life, right? You start small. So these are the questions he, he he gives us an opportunity to answer. You know, have you made peace with your brother? You know, replace brother with yourself. Have you made peace with yourself? Have you made peace with your partner? Have you made peace with your mother, father, your circumstance? Have you made peace with your finances? You know, the failure to do something or have you made peace with your addictions? like making peace with it. And this is what I mean by you can meet fear. Like addiction is born from fear with love. Because when you start making peace, when you start forgiving, its grip starts, like, you know, the grip that it has on you, like releases, right? And it gets, like, it no longer hijacks you. Well, not no longer, but you're starting the journey of healing and not go and not surrendering to, or not, I guess, being held captive by the fear. The other question that he presents is, are you working hard on your career or even job? Are you letting bitterness and resentment hold you back and drag you down? Do you have habits that are destroying your health and well-being? Are there things that you could do that you know you could do that would make things around here better? So never let your heart harden is really an active practice, an active choice to be able to see the goodness of what is and forgive the hurt of what has been. It is a choosing to see or choosing to be guided by compassion, choosing to be guided by empathy and looking at our own wounds and looking at humanity and going, hey, I'm a part of this. What is my participation? Is it the anger that I haven't been able to resolve in myself? Now, this is the thing, the crazy thing, right, is that people think that they shouldn't feel angry. You will feel angry and there's nothing wrong with that. What what is detrimental to the experience of life is when you make someone else responsible for your anger, when you make someone else responsible for your healing, that is 
not taking responsibility for your life and no one can make can alter your emotional or emotional state so be have a dominion over your anger have compassion for your anger allow it to come through and not be hijacked don't let it hijack your actions or your choices i sometimes see it like waves you know emotions are just waves rolling in and when you resist when you go against the wave man that hurts and you'll never win right i mean have you ever tried to like push the wave back no it's going to push you through but when you ride the wave when you allow it just to you know sweep over you and like move through you that energy isn't locked into your body anymore I truly believe that the purpose of fear is to inspire us to turn to love. Fear is seeking love. Um, a few days ago on Instagram, I, or was it like, um, yeah, I think I was like on Instagram, I had this epiphany where I, I said, you know, the liberation that you are seeking or the, the, the freedom that you are seeking, right, cannot be found in blame. It cannot be found in judgment. It can't be found, you know, fear cannot cure fear, right? Blame and judgment is fear. Condemnation, apathy, um, like, you know, acting out of anger is all from fear and fear cannot heal itself. You cannot make, you cannot heal fear with fear. It's like the same thing that Albert Einstein says, and I love this. The mind that creates the problem cannot be the same mind that solves it. So if the problem is born from fear, it cannot be the same mind that solves it, right? The mind that is fearful cannot be the same mind that solves the mind that is fearful. So let go of the blame, let go of the judgment, observe the resentment, observe the anger, observe whatever it is that's in your body. Do not judge the emotion or the feeling. Allow it to ride through, cry, you know, go work out, punch a punching bag. Just whatever you do, don't make someone else responsible for that heightened emotion. And if you're truly seeking liberation, if you're committed to feeling liberated, the only thing that can liberate you is love. And that's from Maya Angelou, right? There is no liberation to be found when you turn to fear. Freedom is not found in fear. Only love can liberate. So we always have a choice to not let our heart harden and to continue to expanding it. And each time fear is coming along to meet us, we we meet it with even more love. We meet it with even more compassion, even more empathy to a brand new level. And then that is a practice that then cultivates the, the expansion of loving that then allows us to tap into and embrace the power and the energy of love. And remember, this is all about how to choose, how to choose to live from love over fear. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your listening. I hope this episode has been of value to you. Um, so listen, if you didn't already know, I, I, I love exploring how to love, right? Because it's not something that we're innately taught as human beings. Yes, the seed of love is there, but so is the seed of fear. Um, and so as a human being, 
you know, one of the greatest masteries that we can have is how to love, how to be in relationships, how to be guided by the power of love and the energy of love. And I have an Instagram account and it's under my name, yumi.nguyen, Y-U-M-M-I-N-G-U-Y-E-N. If you're loving these podcasts um, and these conversations over on the Instagram account, I go live daily, share an idea, share a concept, uh, and explore how to choose to live from love over fear. Um, So thank you for joining me. You know, uh, you can continue the conversation over on Instagram, should you wish, should it resonate with you. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week. And I'm sending you so much love. And hey, listen, if no one's told you they love you today, I love you. I do. I love your spirit. I love your soul. And I love that we are on this journey together because I'm so grateful that there are souls and spirits out there that are committed to being better and loving more. Bye for now. Have an amazing week and I will join you next Thursday. Bye.